Betsy Tacy by Maud Hart Lovelace, Chapter Five, The First Day of School. When September came, Betsy and Tacy started going to school. Julia took Betsy, and Katie took Tacy on the opening day. Betsy's mother came out on the steps of the little yellow house to wave goodbye, and Tacy's mother came out on her steps too, along with Tacy's brother Paul and B, the baby, who weren't old enough yet to go to school. Betsy was beaming all over her round, rosy face. Her tightly braided pigtails, with new red ribbons on the ends, stuck out behind her ears. She wore a new plaid dress which her mother had made, and new shoes which felt stiff and queer. Tacy's mother had brushed the ringlets over her finger till they shone. They hung as neat as sausages down Tacy's back. Tacy had a new dress too, navy blue it was, because she had red hair. But where Betsy was beaming, Tacy was frowning. She held her head down and dragged from Katie's hand. She was bashful, that was the trouble. Betsy had almost forgotten how bashful Tacy could be. Tacy wasn't bashful with Betsy any more, but she was very bashful starting to school. She'll get over it, said Katie, and they set off down Hill Street. The maples were beginning to turn to yellow, but the air was soft and warm. It smelled of the smoke from Grandpa Williams' bonfire. We're going to school, Grandpa Williams, Betsy called to him. That's fine, said Grandpa Williams. Tacy said nothing. They went down Hill Street to the vacant lot. It was knee deep with goldenrod and asters. It would have been fun to stop and play there if they hadn't been going to school. But they cut through by a little path and came out on Pleasant Street. There on the corner on a big green lawn stood a chocolate colored house. It had porches all around it, a tower on the side, and a pane of colored glass over the front door. It was a beautiful house, but they had no time to look at it. They were busy going to school. They crossed the street and turned the corner and came to a little store. That's Mrs. Chubbuck's store, Julia explained. That's where you go to buy gumdrops and chocolate men if anyone's given you a penny. I wish that someone had given me a penny, don't you, Tacy? Betsy asked. Tacy didn't answer. Just beyond Mrs. Chubbuck's store, they came to the schoolyard. They came first to the boys' yard, a big sandy yard with one tree. On the other side of the schoolhouse was the girls' yard, which looked much the same, but the girls' yard had more trees. The schoolhouse was built of red brick trimmed with yellow stone. A steep flight of steps led up to the door. At the top of the steps stood a boy holding a big bell. When he rang that bell, Julia explained, it was time for school to begin. Oh, oh, said Betsy, I wish that I could be the one to I wish that I could be the one to ring the bell. Don't you, Tacy? Tacy didn't say a word. The girls playing in the schoolyard came crowding around Julia and Katie to see their little sisters. Tacy shook her long red curls over her face. Between the curls, her face was as red as a beet. She wouldn't look up. She didn't look up until the boy at the head of the steps began to ring the bell. Ding dong, ding dong, went the bell. Tacy jumped like a scared rabbit and pulled at Katie's hand. She pulled away from the schoolhouse because she didn't want to go in. But Katie was stronger than Tacy. Besides, she was the kind of person who never gave up. So she pulled harder than Tacy and got her to the baby room door. Julia had already taken Betsy to the door and had said to Miss Dalton, the teacher, This is my little sister Betsy. Now Katie said, This is my little sister Tacy. And she added, 
"'She's very bashful.' "'Never mind,' said Miss Dalton, smiling brightly. "'I'll take care of that. I'll put her right by me.' And she placed a little chair beside her desk and put Tacy into that. Tacy didn't like it. Betsy could tell from the way she scrunched down and hid herself beneath her curls. She liked it less than ever when Betsy was put far away at a regular desk in one of the rows of desks which filled the room. But Miss Dalton was too busy to notice. Julia and Katie went out, the door closed, and school began. If it hadn't been for Tacy's looking so forlorn, Betsy would have liked school. The windows were hung with chains made from shiny paper. On the blackboard was a calendar for the month of September, drawn with coloured chalk. And Miss Dalton was pretty. She looked like a canary. But it was hard for Betsy to be happy with Tacy such a picture of woe. Instead of looking better, Tacy looked worse and worse. She gazed at Betsy with pleading eyes, and her face was screwed up as though she were going to cry. "'She's going to cry,' someone whispered in Betsy's ear. It was the little boy named Tom. "'Oh!' cried Betsy. "'You've got your teeth!' She knew, because now he said S as well as she did. Besides, she could see them, two brand-new teeth, right in the front of his mouth. "'Yes, I got them young,' said Tom. He sat at the desk behind Betsy's. Betsy was glad when recess time came. They formed two lines and marched out of the room and through the front door and down the stairs. The girls skipped off to the playground at the left, the boys to the one at the right. Now, thought Betsy, she would find Tacy and tell her not to be bashful. But when she looked about for Tacy, Tacy was nowhere to be seen. Betsy ran to the sidewalk and looked down the street. Flying red ringlets and twinkling thin black legs were almost out of sight. "'Stop, Tacy! stop!' cried Betsy. She ran in pursuit, but it was no use. Tacy could always run faster than Betsy. She ran faster now. At last, however, she slowed down so that Betsy could catch up. They had reached Mrs. Chubbuck's store. "'Tacy!' cried Betsy. "'We're not supposed to leave the yard.' "'I'm going home,' said Tacy. She was crying. "'But you can't. It's not allowed.' Tacy only cried. She cried harder than Betsy had ever seen her cry. She wrinkled up her little freckled face. Tears ran over her cheeks and dropped into her mouth and spotted the navy blue dress. Ding dong, ding dong, went the schoolhouse bell. It meant that recess time was over. Come on, Tacy, we've got to go back. Tacy cried harder than ever. The lines of marching children vanished into the schoolhouse. A strange calm settled upon the empty yard. From an open window came the sound of children singing. "'We're supposed to be in there,' Betsy said. She felt a queer, frightened lump inside. "'You go back if you want to,' said Tacy between sobs. "'I won't go back without you,' said Betsy. She sat down miserably on Mrs. Chubbuck's steps." The door of the little store opened, and Mrs. Chubbuck came out. She was large and stout, with a small, soft moustache. She leaned on a cane when she walked. "'What's this? What's this?' she asked. "'Why aren't you in school?' "'We—we,' we, said Betsy. Her lip trembled. "'Aren't you supposed to be in school?' "'Yes, we are, but she—she's bashful.' "'Runaways, eh?' said Mrs. Chubbuck. 
At the sound of the dread word, Betsy's eyes filled with tears. That was exactly what they were, runaways. That was a terrible thing to be. How could she go home from school and tell her mamma? Would they ever be allowed to go to school again? Betsy, too, began to cry. Once started, Betsy cried as hard as Tacy, harder, perhaps. And when Tacy heard Betsy cry, she took a fresh start. They held each other tight and wailed. Now, now, said Mrs. Chubbuck. She limped back into her store. When she came out, she opened her two hands, and each of them held a little chocolate man. Do you eat the head first or the legs first? Mrs. Chubbuck asked. Betsy ate the head first, and Tacy ate the legs first. They couldn't very well eat and cry together, so they were eating and not crying when they saw Miss Dalton hurrying across the schoolhouse yard. The sun was shining on her canary colored hair. She looked pretty, but very worried. Oh, there you are! she cried gladly when she saw them. You weren't supposed to go home, my dears. That was only recess. The tears began to trickle again. I know, said Betsy, but Tacy doesn't like school. She's bashful. And she won't go if I won't, said Tacy. No, I won't go if she won't, said Betsy. They lifted anxious faces, smeared with chocolate and tears. Miss Dalton stooped down and put an arm around each of them. She smiled up at Mrs. Chubbuck. Tacy, she said, how would you like to sit with Betsy, right in the same seat? So they went back to school. Tacy sat with Betsy, right in the same seat. They were crowded, but no more so than they were in the piano box. The little boy named Tom sat right behind them. And after that, Tacy liked school. Betsy had liked it all the time. End of chapter 5, read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org, on Wednesday, June 3, 2015, in San Diego, California.